Welcome to the eLaborate Topics Podcast, where we focus on lab-specific strategies for medical laboratory professionals. We're proud to be the healthcare detectives that work behind the scenes to get the results needed to influence medical decisions. Let's grow together and jump right into the lab. wondered how some leaders seem to have it all together. They have so much confidence, they have so much professional presence, and they seem to be respected by their team. And you wonder, how could I be such a leader? Welcome to Elaborate Topics Podcast. I am your host, Lona Small. Elaborate Topics Podcast is a weekly podcast where myself and my co-host, Taiwana Wilson and Stephanie Whitehead, come to you to bring you tips and tools to help you to excel both inside and outside the lab. And I am the founder, coach, and trainer at Lab OPIX Training and Consulting, where I help medical lab professionals who feel hidden, undervalued, and unsure of their next career growth opportunity to identify their unique skill set and operate at their highest levels as an operational excellence leader. And I talk about operational excellence. And for me, I know that I've been in that place where I wondered, how could I be that leader? How could I be the leader that has a positive influence on their team? And I've gotten to that place because many years before, when I started as my first supervisory role in the United States, I've had other supervisory roles, but I was new, and I was offered this position, not only new to the country, but new to the job. And I realized that there were a lot of challenges that I was having. For one, simple thing like doing the schedule, I had challenges doing because we had different staffing issues, and I just wanted to sit down with my boss to get some help. And so I went to her office, and there I was asking for help, and she looked at me and said, you're going to have to figure this out, because I had to figure that out by the seat of my pen. And I felt really disappointed. I felt unsupported. And I left her office, but I started thinking that I'm going to be in a position, first of all, I'm going to figure it out, and I'll be in a position where I can support others who are either new, who are trying to figure it out, who need a mentor to figure it out. And with time, I spent years of learning, understanding team team dynamics and understanding leadership and understanding team culture, and now I mentor others and I coach others to get to that point where they're confident in what they have to be as a leader. And so today, 
I know that um, a lot of people think that, you know, in order to be a leader or to be at the point where you're confident and you're making great decisions and you're leading your team in a positive way, that is either you have to have a lot of degrees or, you know, a lot of certification, and that's not necessarily so because, yes, the more you learn, the the better it is for you in terms of, you know, application, but then learning without application makes no sense. And a lot of times there are different ways in which you can learn. Some of the ways you can learn is through experience. Some of the ways you can learn is through shadowing. Some other ways you can learn is through just having someone um, that can mentor you. But then I'm not knocking going ahead and doing these trainings, but whatever way in which you're learning, make sure that these are things that you can apply. So just having additional degrees should not deter your certification, which should not deter you from being a great leader. And a lot of people are thinking that, you know, it's very difficult to be a leader because some people think that being a leader is like, okay, I've heard that, okay, you're getting a position as a leader, you have to make sure that your team know from the beginning who's the boss and make sure you have a hard hand at the beginning and then you can ease off later, but people need to know who's the boss. But many times when that happens, it brings up a lot of inconsistency. And when there's inconsistency, the team lose trust. And so I'm going to go through and I'm going to tell you 10 traits of an operational excellence leader. And I talk about a lab OPEX leader or lab operational excellence leader. So I'm going to go through and tell you 10 traits of an operational excellence leader that you could try to learn and apply in order to operate at that level. So the first thing is have a clear vision. And I'm sure you hear that a lot when it comes to leadership. And that's not only applicable to role-based leader, but to anyone. Having a clear vision of where you want to be is so important. It's like saying, start with the end in mind. What is it that I want to accomplish? That's what I need to be very clear about. Just the same way you may admire a leader and say, I want to be just like that leader. That's being clear about where you want to go. So having that clear vision could be a clear vision for yourself in terms of yourself as a person. And there's just so many things about yourself that you need to be clear about as a leader. You need to be clear about the kind of role that you want to play. And I talk about having that clarity when it comes to your core role. And I help people um, identify that core role for their so many different roles that you can play, and you need to be very clear about that. 
you need to have clarity about your yourself in terms of how do you want to show up. You think about mentally, physically, how do you want to show up. So there's a lot of things that you'd have to think about when it comes to having a clear vision of the end in mind. Who do I want to be as a leader? And as a leader, if you're leading others, what would I want to see in my team? And I did a podcast uh, before, and I also have a challenge that I talk about from technical expert to an impactful leader. And I talk about having a clear vision about yourself, your team, and your environment. So knowing exactly the type of team that you'd want, and there's a lot that goes when it comes to your team. Sometimes you have to be clear about the personnel you want to hire. Sometimes you, you want to think about your, the whole team, team dynamics in terms of the diversity of your when it comes to their technical skills, when it comes to whether or not you want generalists or specialists. So just having a clear vision comes down to so many areas. But if you start with just having a clear vision about where you want to go, that's actually a beginning. Just your environment, like where you want to work, that kind of environment, and if you are leading in that environment, what is it that you want to put in place in your environment in terms of like training for your people, SOP, you know, do you want a more patient-centered environment, things like those. For your team, do you want them to have some kind of autonomy when it comes to making decisions? So that's one of the first traits is having a clear vision of where you want to be. The second one is, aligning your action with your core value. And basically your core value is like, what is it that's important? What is it that's important to you? What is it that's non-negotiable that you're not willing to compromise in your job, whether it's work, whether it's at home, or what's important to you? If you're actually a role-based leader, then what is it that's important to you when it comes to your team, your environment, or yourself? And if you're not even a role-based leader, you make decisions based on your values. So whatever actions that you're taking, ensure that those actions, they are in keeping with your core values. That's another trait of a lab operational excellence leader. They align their action with their core values. An example could be, say, for instance, if your core value is quality, then it's so important for you to be rewarding quality in your team. I usually use this example for leaders who tend to reward turnaround time. However, if somebody else is um, probably they do a we call it a good catch when they identify an event or something that came their way, like a mislabeled specimen, or they may identify or found a lost specimen or do something that has to do with quality, or they may decide that they're going to work with a unit 
that's been sending up down specimen that either are not properly labeled or maybe have IV contamination that has to do with quality. But yet, you're not rewarding those quality events, but you're rewarding turnaround time. And it's okay to reward turnaround time. As I say, um, everything is important, but if, if your core value has to do with, say, quality, then it should be demonstrated in your action. And so that's kind of one example. Teamwork is something else. What would you be doing to encourage teamwork if that's your core value? If it's patient-centered care, uh, what are you doing to encourage patient-centered care where you're, 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 you really care about the patients and their treatment and um, you're not getting upset because a nurse may say something that would make you mad and you decide that they're not going to get the results um, in the next for the next two hours as if it's really about the nurse. So just make sure that your actions are being aligned with your core values. And as an operational excellence leader, it's important to identify those core values and live by them. The third thing is network and exchange ideas. An operational excellence leader, network and exchange ideas. So. You encourage um, situation where you're getting to meet people either outside of your field or outside of your lab or just in another hospital. You could do things like lunch and learn where you're inviting somebody from other sister hospitals to either talk to you about the things, what they do, so you can learn. You're networking and you're exchanging ideas where they can learn from you. You could probably do a lunch, lunch and learn somebody from even a different lab section. You could have nursing coming through to talk about some of the main uh, KPIs or key performance indicator that CMS is, in, is interested in, something that you, your lab could get involved in to this whole networking and exchanging ideas. Or they could come down and talk about time lab. Maybe a pharmacist could come down and talk about why it's important to collect timed labs. So the fourth thing would be collaborate and contribute to your expertise. As a lab OPEX leader, you collaborate and contribute expertise. So you could be probably join a committee to work on projects, maybe with nursing, could be part of a safety committee or physician, or even in other lab sections that you're collaborating, you're working together, and while you're doing that, you're contributing your expertise. So say, for instance, you probably want to collaborate so you get your team together to work together to bring up an instrument so you're not having the same person just working either alone or in silo. So bringing those traits of collaboration is so important as a leader and also as a way to encourage your team to collaborate. 
a fifth trait of a lab OPEX leader is that they operate at their highest level, their highest potential. They're using their unique skill set, their core role, and I talk a lot about core role. And it's so important to identify your core role so you can operate at your highest levels in that role that you know that you're doing your best. You're, you're moving at your highest level where you can be an expertise in that area. So it's so important to be able to identify that core role and operate at your highest level. That's a trait of operational excellence leader. The sixth trait is operational excellence leaders innovative, they're flexible, and they adjust to changes in the environment. So say, for instance, like now there's a lot of changes that's going on. But let's use staffing for an example. An operational excellence leader is willing to adjust. Instead of fighting and saying, we don't have enough people and we always had seven people running this area, an operational excellence leader is willing to start looking out, thinking and looking and working outside of the box. They're adjusting their workflow. They're, they're combining areas. They're being flexible and they're trying to be efficient because they're adjusting. And those are just basic ways of being flexible. So they're probably they're looking at other ships. Like, oh, we, always, we used to just do this on day shift. Maybe we could spread this out across ships and get this done. Um, responsibility for one, I think, that came up in my organization where students used to just rotate on the day shift. And then there, there are challenges with staffing. Suggestion is, why don't we allow them to rotate on all shifts? Just being, just thinking outside of the box, just being flexible, things like checking in instruments, and I'm just using staffing as an example, then you, you, instead of having one or two people to check in an instrument, you could be flexible about that, um, cross-training and other things. But just using that as an example, there are just so many examples in which that there are so many different changes that's going on in our environment that we need to start thinking differently that we don't do things the way we have always done them. So that's innovative and being flexible and adjust to changes in the environment. Number seven is knowledge sharing. So a lab operational excellence leader is willing to share knowledge, is willing to empower, is willing to build up. They're willing to build up others, to build up their team, to build up competency on their team so that they can increase capacity of their team so that they can have more support from their team member, not only for them as a leader, but for their other team members being supportive because you have built competency because of knowledge sharing and you have built more capacity on your team because of knowledge sharing. The next thing is they're not afraid to push against the status quo. And I know that 
is kind of sometimes very controversial and you may be in an uncomfortable situation. But when you think about the status quo, if the status quo is, is something that's going to be affecting this team from moving forward, or like we talk about being flexible or innovative, you should not be afraid to push against the status quo. And you don't have to do that in a way that either is disrespectful, it doesn't have to be done in a way where you're putting down or anybody else, but it's so important to look out for what's best for the team, what's best for the lab, what's best for the industry, and align that with the, our values and our ethics. So whatever it is that may be status quo that is not helpful to us, it's so important to come up with either a very good position why it's important not to continue down that road. And as a lab operational excellence leader, you're not afraid to stand up what's, for what's best for your team and push against the status quo. Number nine is advocate and bring visibility to the lab and to the medical profession, medical lab profession. And that's so important as a leader to if you live in any industry, any industry at all, the only way that you can actually increase your perceived value is by coming from under the shadows. You have to be visible. You have to be upfront, and people have to understand what you, the value that you bring. And so it's so important for lab operational excellence leader to advocate and bring visibility to the lab. And there are so many ways in which you can advocate. There are just a lot of ways in which you can advocate. For me, my way of advocating is building other leaders. And my goal is to build at least 10,000 more lab operational excellence leaders in the next five to 10 years. And so, Having building um, lab operational excellence leaders is actually helping them to act to do all the other things that I've mentioned in terms of being able to advocate, not be not being afraid to push against the status quo, be, um, collaborate, network, share expertise, and all the traits that are building these leaders is actually a movement where we. Have value what we do as medical lab professionals. We are not afraid to collaborate to show our expertise. We are not afraid to learn from each other. And we are not afraid to increase our perceived value so that we can attract more money, attract more money not only for our income, but for the program, or attract top talent. So that's so important to lead in this way. So that's my way of advocating. And then there are different people who advocate in different ways to go in, into the schools so people are aware of what we do at a young age. So there are different ways to advocate. So 
as a lab operational excellence leader, advocating and bringing visibility is so such an important trait. And talking about that, um, I'll be on a panel next Saturday, October 23rd, ASCP Birds of a Feather, where we'll be talking about advocacy as medical lab professionals. And the last trait that I'm going to talk about today is be a role model. And being a role model is like you're leading in your space of expertise as a lab operational excellence leader. You're following all the above, all the, the traits that we've talked about as a leader. You're setting that example for others to follow. So you're a role model. You're leading in the space um, as an expert in your field, and then you're setting that example for others to follow. So it's not about do as I say and not as I do, but you're actually walking your talk. So as a lab operational excellence leader, you have a very clear vision of where you want to go. You align your action with your core values. You're networking and you're exchanging ideas with others. Others may be in your field or outside of your field. You're collaborating and you're contributing your expertise with others. You're operating at your highest level. That means you're, you're operating at your highest potential, using your unique skill set. You're using that core role. And at the end, I'm going to put a link where I have a free session with people who want to identify their core role. I'll put a link in the notes for the podcast. And then you're being innovative and flexible, and you're adjusting to changes in the environment. That's six. And number seven, you, you do knowledge sharing where you're building others, you're building up their competency, you're building capacity in your team, and you're building support. And number eight, you're not afraid to push against the status quo. Number nine, you're advocating and you're bringing visibility to the lab and to the medical lab professionals. And number 10, you're a role model, a role model where you're walking the walk and others are seeing you. And I know at the beginning I talk about you admiring a leader, and that's exactly what it is. When you have these traits, you have others who will admire you. You'll be that role model where you're walking the talk, and you're not just saying do as I say and not what I do. And those are the 10 traits that I promised to talk about for lab operational excellence leaders. And I know for some people, it may seem overwhelming. It may seem like a lot. And, you know, some people may say there's no way I could do all, all that stuff. And I know that it's a lot and it's not something that I always say that a lot of these things are not done overnight. And many of these things are done over a period of time. And what I would recommend is that if you're attempting to try to cultivate some of these traits, 
to just identify one and work on that for a while. And what's really important, too, is to have accountability. If you're trying to grow in these areas, it's good to be either part of a community or you have a mentor or you have a coach or you have a friend that you tell them, this is what I'm working on. And so they can remind you, how was it today? And so you can choose one area in which you want to work on and then keep going. I'm going to put the list in the um, podcast notes. So I know that for you, you may not remember. However, you have the option to listen to this episode again, take a pen and paper, write it down, and make that commitment. And so the first thing I'd ask you to do, which I usually do that, is to just identify one trait that you'd want to work on and start working on it and find an accountability partner and see how you can work on that one trait. And so there's opportunity in which you can contact me um, on LinkedIn on the Loner Gordon Small, a hashtag, you are an important part of the whole. You can contact me. I'm also going to put a link in the chat in which you could set up a free call with me, and I can help you to identify your core role. And so I'm really excited about sharing these traits with you because that's my mission to build operational excellence leaders. And so if you want to be one of those operational excellence leaders, don't be afraid to set up a, uh, an appointment, as I put the link in the chat, so I can first help you to identify your core role. So thank you so much for listening, and don't forget to share out this podcast, Elaborate Topics podcast. It's aired every Tuesday. So share this with all of your friends, and also subscribe to this podcast so you can get alerts whenever there's a new episode coming up, you can get alerts. And if you have questions, and you log on to directimpactbroadcasting.com. There's an opportunity for you to comment, to ask questions. If you want to be a guest on the show, there is a form on directimpactbroadcasting.com that you can fill out and request to be a, a guest on the show. Also, you can email us at Elaborate Topics Podcast at directimpactbroadcasting.com if you have additional questions or suggestions. And so thank you so much for listening to this topic or this episode of directimpactbroadcasting.com and have a great Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Elaborate Topics where your hosts discussed relevant strategies for laboratory professionals. Please subscribe to this podcast on your favorite podcast platform and listen to us on directimpactbroadcasting.com. Stay tuned for another episode with information you can use to excel in your laboratory career.